0: Hey, everybody, Garen and Jordan back talking about the previous week's message, and this is a message, man, we were just dialoguing before, hitting the record button about what we want to say and how we want to say it, and we've already talked for like 30 minutes about this. Yeah, I mean, already. it's just something that spurs a lot of good conversation. Garen, you mentioned yeah. that there are people that have you know either texted you or come up to you and just said that there's a lot to unpack there, and they've talked about the good and the bad. Um you know, in Abraham's life, and how it makes them think about their faith. So this was definitely a good one. Yeah,
1: I'm glad after you said the good and the bad, you said of Abraham's life instead of uh, yeah, the good and the, the bad sermon. of the sermon. Yeah, the good, Thank bad, you the ugly. For that, that little addition that that was helpful.
0: When I when I take notes on your sermons, I have a good, a bad, and <laughs> ugly section. So I just put whatever fits <laughs> in there. <laughs> Man, um, so we we think we have a direction here. We could talk for an hour on here. We're not going to do that. We're going to try and stay really focused on it. But we dug into the life of Abraham and uh, and you kind of came back to this whole idea of drift and just what it means to stumble when you follow God Yeah. and this idea of trajectory versus position and what it means for your life to be looked at as a movie, not a snapshot. And we'll get into all that in a sec. But the life of Abraham, man, that was a life of of faith and, and falter, as you put it. Yeah, big ones. And I don't think I really realized it as much as I mean when you laid it out there verse by verse and, or chapter by chapter and kind of put it out, I realized Abraham is not like a, a real role model for me in a lot of ways <laughs> right like this dude did some things that if he was in our church and he was he was doing the things we, we read about in Genesis I mean we probably wouldn't ask him back yeah like
1: would a church this a long time ago right ugly he stuff got, he might even yeah. be in
0: jail I mean he should be <laughs> man some of the stuff was so bad and yet he is someone who God, builds Israel on yep. and and says several times that he lived a life of faith that that the way that he trusted God was credited him as faith. We know he is in heaven with Jesus right now. Which is incredible because we see his life and it's just so up and down. Yeah. And maybe that's the message for all of us is that your life doesn't have to be all mountaintops. Exactly, right? Aren't we all there? Yeah. Because we're going to be up and down. Was yeah. that what you were kind of going yeah, for? Yeah, that this? whole
1: undulating. If it you and I had done that like two years ago, that that is the reality with my. I've got the Holy Spirit, but I've got the sin nature still there, the flesh, and it's just the reality of what it is. I am going to. Nobody's going to live perfectly towards Him. We're all going to stumble. We're all going to falter. But so, what do we do with that? That's my question. Because I know what I kind of the church I grew up in, and what I would do with that is I would focus so much on the stumble on the snapshot that it would be very defeating for me. Like for a week, you know, two weeks, you're just like, you'd kind of wall, not wallow in it, but because that's kind of what the focus always was. Oh, you did what? You know, and I didn't understand that God takes a bigger, longer view of my whole life and the direction of my life. This was something you brought into the Drift Sermon that I thought was really important is you can look at spiritual life like position, which is what Satan does. Oh, look where you are today. Loser, right? or trajectory and direction and movement and it's like no I I'm, I'm living a life moving towards God. Yeah, I stumble. But my heart it hurts breaks my heart and I get up and I'm like Lord I want to honor you and live for you more because my heart's direction is towards him. So that's yeah, I was trying to get us to get what I think is God's view of the spiritual life and not my view, which mm. is the movie instead of the snapshot.
0: Yeah, we take such a small view of that and God takes a much bigger one. We look at the life of Abraham, and when we think of Abraham, the quintessential story is the incredible faith, right? That he almost sacrificed his son, and God stopped him at the last moment. But just that he was this great man of faith, and he had those mountaintop moments yes, for sure, pretty big ones. But then you look at some of the lows. He gave his he gave his wife away like twice. Twice, he uh, assuming
1: she would be sexually involved with those people.
0: Oh yeah, right, right. He he had sex with his wife's servant against her will and impregnated her because he wanted a child
1: and then Uh, ran her off
0: and then ran her off like we're just scratching the surface on some of these things and it's like man there's a lot that happened here so my question is what do we do with that how do we react to that because to me there are two sides one it's like it's really good to hear that someone can mess up like that and still be loved by god because that gives me hope yes the other side of that is like, there's this part inside me that feels like that's not right on God's part. Like, God, you shouldn't use people like that. You should like, once someone creates a sin so bad, they should be written off because once you, once you do those things, that's just ugly. Why would you bless that person? Yeah. And so help me work through that. If I'm struggling with both sides, help me, help me understand that and, and yeah. work through that. Garen. Well, let's
1: start with that writing, writing me off. Right. Every time we do something bad, I have a couple thoughts about Abraham. I know you got a good one too. The first thing is by the time he lived, he didn't have the whole revelation of God that we have. he was limited in what he knew about God. this is no excuse at all and he lived in a culture that did a lot of stuff that he did, even though the the Pharaoh and Abimelech both said what you did is wrong so he he had a there was still a sense that this stuff was not right but I don't heap as much blame on him because he just lived at a time that was pretty barbaric um the other thing I think though is Jesus says that all of our sin starts in our heart. Lust or adultery starts in the heart. That murder starts in the heart. And I'm like, you know, I know my heart and it's dark and I dare not compare myself with Abraham because if with my heart, if I were back then, I probably would have done the same kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I think that's really, really wise. My thought is who am I and who are you? Who are any of us to judge someone else's sin and sit there and say, they're now unusable. It's just like yeah. the epitome of ego and pride to yep. sit there and do that. And so who am I mere? I mean, I'm a pot, I'm a—I'm a piece of clay. I'm not the potter. Who am I to look at another pot and yeah. say that one's messed yep. up? And so God, I think, man, I just lose sight of how far above me God is. And so, whenever I feel that welling up inside me, like, God, really, you're going to use that person? Really, yeah. they did that, and yeah. you're still going to allow them to be a part of the body. Like, man, I got to remember yeah. where I fit in all this. Yes. Because I'm not on the throne. Yeah. And uh,
1: and it diminishes his grace, right? That, yes. That
0: whole earning thing. Yeah, for sure. Which is human
1: default mode. It diminishes his grace that he can use anybody. Right. And yeah, it makes the cross
0: smaller in yes. a lot of ways. Yes. Because Jesus died, but really, like, yeah, to, for forgive th- yeah, for to forgive that. Yeah, forgive that. Yeah, you're putting God in a box in a big way. Yeah. If you do that, you talked about Romans four sixteen and how Paul writes in reference to Abraham and talks about how he lived a life of faith, and so we know that's the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul. So we know this is these are God's words, and God is saying, "Yes, Abraham, you lived a life of faith." Which is crazy when you look at the long view of of his whole life, because there's so much in there. But when you do take that long view, you realize the trajectory is towards God. Yeah. Right, and it's so easy to get bogged down in these snapshots of ugliness. But when you look, like yeah, like you're looking right. at the Dow Jones, you're looking at the stock line. Yes. I mean, his the trend. The trend is upwards and towards God, that right? Is very
1: good. That's why the the last main story of him is the sacrifice of Isaac, a huge story of faith. And what that tells you is, is through all his ups and downs, the trajectory was up and to the right towards God. That that's where he was moving, and God all along knew that, and He knew the story of His whole life. And God looked at the big picture of the story and he said, that was a life. Yeah, it had stumbles, but that was a life toward, moving towards me in a life of faith.
0: Not even, not only stumbles, that was <laughs> a life with some detours. <laughs> Major. Like you took the exit on purpose and you assaulted this person and you gave your wife. I mean, you made some deliberate choices, but you always came back. Yes,
1: coming back on the other ramp, right? Getting back on the highway, right? Right. Back in the right direction. Yeah. Which is... We've talked as a sign of a true believer. I think is right. that my heart ultimately is for him.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. We looked at uh, we looked at First John three, and just it talks about how sin is a pattern in someone's life. Continual sin is a pattern in someone's life who does not know God. And so we read this, and sometimes we can misread it, especially like First John three six. It says, "No one who lives in Him, that is God." keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Now we can read that wrongly yes. and say, "Ugh, I <laughs> thought I was saved, yes. but I continue to sin. Like I sinned yesterday and the day yes. before that and the day yep. before that. So I must not be saved. But you're saying that's not what that verse is saying. Yeah.
1: we And we know that because one in 1 John, the end of 1 John 1, he says, if a person says they don't sin, they're a liar and the truth's not in them. So,
0: so how can both those
1: be true? Yeah. The key is, is in chapter three, these are all The verbs are all in the Greek present tense, which means an ongoing pattern of life. Mm -hmm. So it's not talking about individual sin so much. It's talking about a pattern of life. So it actually fits this whole story of Abraham really well. Because yes, he sinned and he stumbled, but the overall pattern of his life was a life of faith towards God. And that's what John's talking about.
0: So we talk about how in 1 John 3, what we think maybe is that when it talks about verse 6, no one who lives in him continues to sin and keeps on sinning. That could be talking, for me in my life, I think it's talking about, it's describing this moment after I've messed up, after I have sinned, what is my reaction? Do I have do I have this repentant heart? Do I have this brokenness? Do I feel 1 John 3, 6, where I don't want to continue sinning? I don't want to yes, live in that, and right. so I turn, and I ask for forgiveness, or... Do I am I just on to the next grift? Am I on to the next yep. scheme, the next plot? Yep. How am I going to do it bigger and better next time? How are we going to cover my tracks better? Yep. Right. What is the trajectory of your life? Are you always trending up towards him? Is it a is it a a pattern of of a broken and contrite spirit when you sin and repentant heart or is it, you know, you're you're actually trending away because you are plotting your next sin already? Yeah. Exactly, and so maybe that's a good indicator that of is a,
1: a good revealer. so as we one thing I tried to say a couple times Sunday was don't take this as an excuse to mess around spiritually or I'm not saying individual choices don't matter. Um, but generally a, if a person really loves God and if he is the trajectory, your sinfulness will break your heart and you will want to get up, you'll want forgiveness, you'll you'll confess it and you'll be like, I want to follow you better, Lord help me. That's a sign of a heart that's moving towards him. Mm-hmm. But a person who is not moving towards him, the movie of their life is actually a movie of they don't really care about God, all they care about is himself. It'll just be sin after sin after sin with very little repentance, only repentance if they get caught or they feel the pain of it, right? Right. That, 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 that that's So a true believer is always going to be facing God or generally, I mean, they're facing God, that's where they're moving, and they want to honor him in their life.
0: So, tell me if you think this is true or not. If I made the statement, believers read the story of Abraham and they are encouraged by God's faithfulness to a faithless person at yes. times. Yes. Yes. But someone who maybe is not a child of God or has not come to know Jesus, does not have the Holy Spirit living within them, maybe they read the story of Abraham and they think loophole. Yep. They think yep. that's you know, I can still get away with X, Y, Z and make it into heaven because yeah. look what Abraham did. Yeah. So would you say that's accurate? Oh,
1: exactly. Yes. And I think if a person who really loves God heard what I said Sunday, they're they're just thinking, okay, I'm glad he sees it that way because my heart's so broken when I sin and I can get stuck in the snapshot. I need to look at the bigger view and I'm going to keep following him. But a person who doesn't care about God, hears what I said Sunday. And they're like, yep. There it is. There's the loophole. That's right. the loophole That's sermon right there. Yeah. God doesn't care about my individual choices, the snapshots, yeah. so I can do whatever I want. Yeah, that, right. How your, your orientation towards God is how you heard Sunday.
0: And if you're somebody who's maybe, maybe you your reaction to that was in, in your heart, you wouldn't say it out loud, but in your heart, you were like, oh, wow, then the stuff I've done isn't that bad. And I could probably even do a little bit more and be okay don't hear this as condemnation or or you know you're out of the family and you're never coming in hear it as maybe a heart check like what is really number one in my life do i love god more than i love my sin or do i really kind of like love my sin more than i love god and i'm trying to justify it here so don't hear it as a condemnation or a judgment because we already said we're not in the place to do that but hear it as a heart check yes and maybe let the holy spirit use it maybe maybe ask the holy spirit hey show me what is really most important in my life because i've been telling myself maybe it's god but maybe yeah. i really love my yes. sin more right is that an yeah, accurate thing I to say so.
1: and you know as we talked i had said a few weeks ago when we talked about growing i said you compare relationship with god to relationship with other people as we talked earlier you mentioned relationship with a spouse yeah and how c- come back to that i think that's really important if some people lived if they have this heart if they're taking this as a loophole I mean, apply that to marriage, Jordan. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, we're following God. We see the story of Abraham. We think of it as a loophole. Oh, I could really get away with these things, and it would still be okay. Um, Just just equate that to your marriage. So let's say you're married, and you go to your spouse, and you've been found out in something, or maybe you've even confessed something, but you were wrong. You got caught in a wrong with your spouse. If your immediate thought right after that is, how am I going to do it better next time so I don't get caught? Or... Man, what's the next thing I'm gonna try and pull pull the wool over their eyes with? I don't think you really love your spouse, but if you yeah. get caught in something or you realize you've even it's not even a stumble like it's not like I accidentally hurt their feelings. Man, I walked the other way and I did something really bad to them, and you come back and you're full of brokenness and you want to make it back to them and and show them how, how much you love them, and repair what's been lo- what's been lost, regain that, and move forward together. Like that's a sign. That you really do love yes. them, yes. and so why is that so different than our relationship with God? Yep. If I get caught in something or my heart is convicted of sin, and I, you know, I do, I, I ask forgiveness so that I can be right with God, but then the next day I'm right back to trying to plot and scheme. Yep. I mean, at some point you got to ask like, am I really in it for God? Yeah, or is He just a part of like my sin life? Is He just I don't know. Is he really the the trajectory of my heart? Is he the direction I'm going towards? Yes,
1: And I would even, that's great. And I would even think of it this way too, um, because we've all said things to our spouses that if we said to anybody else, they wouldn't be our friend anymore, right? Or we've given Mm -hmm. looks or had attitudes. Sure. And so why does Pat hang with me when I have days like that or times like that? Because I think she knows the direction of my life, right? She knows the pattern. The long view is is I do love her. I do care about her because I come back. I seek forgiveness. The older you get, the faster you do that. And so she sees that pattern. And she doesn't define me by the mess ups because she knows that my heart really is for her. Yeah, but if you have a marriage like you just described where that's going on, that's a clear sign that you really don't care about that person. Mm -hmm. You're not invested in them. They don't matter. Yeah. Because the direction of your life, the overall direction, shows what's important. Yeah. And that's what kind of we've been saying in the drift. That's what, to me, the Abraham story is. And that thankfully, God sees the bigger, longer view, and he doesn't just bash me for every little thing I do, which I do to myself. He's like, Garen, I forgive you. Come on, just keep following me. Yeah, you're going to fall tomorrow. You're going to fall again, but just follow me.
0: So this guilt that we feel after a sin, it's right that we should be brokenhearted over it. Yes. It's right because we have turned our back on a loving father, and a loving savior who gave his life for us and and the sin we just committed is actually what put him on the cross and so it's appropriate that we would be remorseful over that and lament that right yep. what what's not right and where we get into danger is when you start to personalize it and internalize yes. it and say i am so bad yep. gosh i hate myself how could i do that i'm not worthy of god's love i'm beyond saving so to feel broken is right, but you got to channel it in the right way. And it's got to be aimed at the right thing. Yeah. If
1: If you define yourself by that, which is easy to do, then I get stuck. And God's like, I don't define you by that. I didn't define Abraham by that. I defined him as a man of faith because I saw the big picture, the direction of his life. So it's, I'm trying to help me and other people have God's view that I'm not defined by those stumbles. I'm defined by the direction of my life. Satan wants to define me by the stumble, right? Loser, and condemn me and all of that but God's like I don't define you by that I define
0: you by the big view so just keep stumbling after me right that was one thing you said you said you got to keep stumbling in the right direction and then you said that Eugene Peterson writes that God is looking for a life of long obedience in the same direction which is at the heart of what you're saying here
1: and that's what Abraham was and
0: that's what I'm striving for I think you're striving for and we
1: follow Jesus that's what we're aiming for
0: I wrote down a few questions. Maybe we've already answered them, but these are things that I thought maybe people would walk away asking themselves. And so, in our last few minutes, I want to read them, and maybe we'll just say, "Yep, we answered it," or maybe we can talk more about it. But the first one was: Is God soft on sin if He calls Abraham righteous? So He looks at the things Abraham does, and after all that, after everything he did, He says, "Yep, He is righteous." Is God soft on sin? Because it kind of feels like He is. Yeah, and I think we know Scripture that He isn't. I think we kind of
1: we've hit all that that to God again that what matters is the direction. It doesn't mean he excuses or overlooks those things, um, because Abraham suffered a lot of stuff that came out of his choices. So it, it wasn't like God just blows it off, right? He sees it. He knows. It's disobedience. But what we're calling people to isn't just isn't being soft on your sin, but we're calling people to a life of committed to him
0: and maybe another sign that god is not soft on sin is how he paid for it right i mean he gave the life of his son for it so the price was really yes, high on that it was that. really high so god realizes how egregious the sin is yeah. so maybe it's more appropriate instead of saying god's view of sin is low to say no god's view of sin is high and it just speaks to his faithfulness and his love yeah. to us that he's willing to right forgive us of that yep so it's not that it wasn't a big deal. It was a big deal, but it just speaks to his yeah. love for us. That and that's he,
1: why I kind of ended the sermon by saying the hero of the story is actually God.
0: Yeah. His grace, his love, his faithfulness through it all. Yep. Um, how can we look up to Abraham after what he's done? Shouldn't we cancel him? Shouldn't we cancel <laughs> that cancel. guy? It's totally him. Write he's him out done. of the Bible. Yeah. We're going to go full Thomas Jefferson and tear those pages out. He never existed. I mean, how how are we supposed to look up to him or call him a role model when he did those bad things, Garen. Yeah,
1: again, we go back to the cross, which is where you just took us. The, the the ground at the foot of the cross is level, and I'm no different than him. I'm an idolater just like he is. I've got darkness in my heart just like him. My sins are a little different than his because I love other things more than I love God than he does. But the reality is, is it's level at the foot of the cross, and so the cross flattens. I can't judge people based on that. It's all about his grace and all of that so
0: yeah yeah my heart is just as ugly as abraham's right yeah and that's the that's the truth of of god's word that we're all in that same boat so well said last one why not just have best of both worlds garen why not just (laughs) double dip why not come to church and do the thing and then go do what you want those other six days
1: so i think this is a great place to apply the whole wife thing i could go home to pat tonight and say hey pat how about i just uh double dip, live a double life. I know exactly <laughs> what she would say. She'd say, uh, if you love me, you won't do that. And the fact that you asked that kind of tells me maybe you don't love me, right? Right. So if you love somebody, you don't even think that way,
0: right? Yeah, that's a good point, Yeah, well said. Well, I hope this was useful. Um, I think the takeaway is that we've gotta view our spiritual lives as a movie, not a picture that we've got to focus on our trajectory not our position yeah. that we've got to not view our sin in a low and low terms not 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 diminish our sin but to just show that the cross is that much bigger yeah that we can commit sin and and Jesus covers it yep and that a loving bride would not purposely walk away and scheme on how to continue yep. sinning just like first yep. john 3 says but that we would want to live a life of continual obedience to him yep So we're not gonna do it perfectly, but that's the direction that we're going for. So let's just keep stumbling in the right direction. So let's just keep stumbling. Okay. Next week we're back on track with engage.
1: Engage. Yep. Hitting um, gifts, serving the body.
0: Yep. Gifts. Okay. Are we all are you gonna give us spiritual gifts? Is that how it works? (laughs) Can I make (laughs) a request for Yeah, we'll in two weeks we'll pass out spiritual gifts. Okay, good. I can't miss that Sunday. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys. Hope this is useful. We'll see you.